0: I think he has a clear advantage on the ground and <laughs> Kaikara Francis is going to push the pace. What?
1: Did you see what Israel Adesanya and Dan Hooker called this card? What'd they call it? <laughs> <laughs> they, they said it was the, 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 the like chicks and midgets card. <laughs> Fuck. And they train with Kai Carr France, but I think that's what he called it. He's like, yep, yeah, this is a pay per view 277 chicks and midgets.
0: Chicks and midgets. That, hey.
1: Israel is your solid fucking gold. Uh, Israel is
0: like, no fucks given. Yeah. yeah. I, I interrupt. Like, I don't care if you train in my gym. This is a, a card of chicks and midgets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? Violence
2: <laughs> really does bring people together. Yes. Let's get back to violence.
0: Yeah, Brandon Job is not going to have any shit because Aaron is going to make him laugh it all off. You
1: heard it here first.
0: Yeah. There will be yeah. no shit on Brandon Job.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron, so all the, sure to all the fellowship members... Of the audience today who are in Austin Head to the Laugh Factory No, the Capital
2: City City
1: Comedy Club In Austin, Texas On Thursday the 28th Go see Brian fucking Callen I was actually
2: at his special taping what no six shit. weeks ago or so? Brea? yeah.
1: I'm so excited. And we'll be there. So come say the hi to the pretty neat podcast, or at least one of the three. Uh go to the com. hit the mailbag. Let us know if you're gonna go see Brian Callan. Come say hi. What the fuck was he like? Live? Yeah, I haven't oh, seen him I've, live.
2: I've seen him live several times. It's uh it's a spectacle for sure. His energy level is very high and not in an annoying way.
1: yeah um, I've the, seen him
2: once before too as well. Probably the second funniest live comedian I've seen, and I've seen everyone, so, yeah,
1: except Kevin Hart. Ooh, that would be so fun. Um, what do you what about you, Brian What about Ryan What about Brian Ryan?
0: Uh, <laughs> he was great. Um this is before I even really knew who he was. like when we saw him, my wife and I. It was like, oh, it's the guy from Mad TV. (laughs) It was at the Temecula Comedy Club, which is underground. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: like his physical comedy. And he riffed for maybe 15 minutes on a dude that was sitting in the front that had like what we would now consider to be a hipster mustache. But back then, that wasn't really a thing. And he went off for like 15 minutes about the glorious nature of his mustache (laughs) and told an entire fictional story about him having that type of mustache and the life that he would lead. And it was just, I mean, I was, I was busting up the entire time. Uh, He's a, he's a really good live uh, show. He really does put on a good live show. I've, I've seen him three times at various
2: improvs
1: and. uh, Yeah. Very impressive each time. That's dope. I'm so excited. I also haven't seen a stand-up comic in since I saw Doug Benson. Oh. uh like like before covid and and i literally i i have i performed stand up more recently than i saw stand up
2: you know what and i actually it, it's, it's been funny a long you say fucking that time. i i thought of you because i was at an establishment i don't know 6 7 weeks ago um and they have like a locals open mic monday night i think it is or tuesday night and uh of course, everyone thinks like I bet I could get one laugh in five minutes, and I personally, I'm pretty sure I could. I just don't think I have
1: the courage to do it. But I thought of you. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you know what? You have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent that it takes to be a stand-up comic. You know, or a drag on? queen. <laughs> my,
2: my honest issue is, I don't know how I would start off. That's the problem. I think. I have two like bits, if you will, that I one of them I'm certain would get laughs with the right audience. And then the other one, um, I think is just funny. I just don't know how to get into it anyway. We don't have to talk about that here.
1: What are you talking about? We're the right audience. Yeah, but I don't want to sell the jokes now. Oh, you're smart. Yep. Good call. Good call. Got. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Plus, if
2: they don't land here, then I will feel calm ever anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: i got you i hear you before before we talk about the anticlimactic uh event and we hit that re-recap uh ryan how was comic-con fuck man comic-con dude you went to fucking comic-con
0: yeah three years in the making i had those tickets for three years wow and just held them held on to them so it was great if i if i'm being totally honest it was um i was a bit nervous because comic-con is usually very crowded and it was um, you had to do a whole health check and get a wristband. You had to wear a mask inside at all times. It's all really, a lot of really cool things. Um, they had a whole booth for some, uh, in-person, um, photo ops, which was great. Um, last podcast on the left, they actually have a, stuff, but it's more on the horror side. They were all there. My wife's a big fan. So there's a signing for the Amory Wars. Uh, he and his wife, Chandra, who actually writes the story now. We did a signing, so I got to do a signing with them. Of course, we're all wearing masks. It's like, Claudio, he's the one with the hair. And then Chandra, obviously the wife sitting next to next to him. And that's me and my wife taking a picture from like the other side of the table. So it's a little awkward. But we got a um, special edition uh, Vaxus one story. In hardback, that was signed, which was great. And I figure out a way to display that on the wall. It's all a bunch of cool shit. Um, didn't do any panels. Like, the only panel I really wanted to do was Marvel on Saturday, but it was at 1030 in the morning. And if you want to get into that,
1: you basically uh, have to start
0: lining up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, so it didn't Fuck. do that. Uh, the weather was awesome. That was probably one of the best things. It was uh, 70 degrees all day. Stayed down at Liberty Station. As you know, Ooh. I sent you guys a picture of uh, some of the drinks we had a. They were having some frozen lime margaritas at Stone Liberty Station, which uh, were pretty tasty. <laughs> Come some on, excellent. the
1: prenie podcast.
0: Hell yeah! Sponsor the <laughs> prenie podcast. There, uh, you have the money now. Maybe
2: um, <laughs> we won't talk yeah. about some of those articles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so
0: you know what? If you're at, if you are in that area of San Diego, Liberty Station is a wonderful time. It mm. is. And we stayed down at the the Marriott right there. Mm-hmm. So essentially everything was with walking distance. We walked up and down the harbor quite a few times just to, you know, get even more walking done. There were a lot of uh, religious zealots downtown, which is always a good good time to see There's people in like cosplay it. and uh, the original religious zealots with their, their bullhorns that are because, stating that. Because for some reason, hell.
2: those two things can't coexist, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Religion um, and... Comic cosplay. Books? Right. Yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> like, that what the Pope does? Like <laughs> let's be yeah, honest. Wonder wonderful hats.
1: <laughs> hey, we're all born naked. Everything after that's cosplay.
0: Damn right. Uh I'll never forget. He said, uh, you're you you can not take your costumes when you're burning in hell, which was one of the things that really stuck with me. Like, fair, fair point, right? Well, you would you definitely like want to be an active member of a church now after that, right? Yeah, I was like, can you tell me more about the church yeah. that you're in? <laughs> yes. Like, can you pause for a moment? Uh, could you could you spend five minutes and tell me about your church? Can, I really want to know more about the love you're angrily shouting at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was that, great. Uh, Petco was empty because the Padres were playing the Mets in New yeah, York. Yeah, I lost so. money
2: on them two out of three days. Fuck you, Damn. San Diego. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <laughs> Thank you, Ron Burgundy. Not yesterday, uh, though. like yesterday yeah let's talk about your uh foray to to vegas
2: um shout out to the armenian guy who at (laughs) 9 15 a.m and i'm not joking at the tropicana which is soon to be an open plot where they build a baseball stadium uh who was at a $5 blackjack table next to me and said that he was having a rough day or a rough morning because the MGM grand took him for 10 grand the day before. So if you're wondering how do you end up at a $5 blackjack table at the Tropicana at nine 15 on a Tuesday, Ugh. I suppose that's one of the ways, or you're just my wife and I who start gambling at about eight fifteen and only stop to eat lunch and dinner and, or see a Cirque du Soleil show and then continue gambling Uh, which is which is truly what we do so
1: i I got no problem i can't wait to go with you it'll be fun it's
2: uh it's a good time um yeah very crowded it was very very crowded uh lots of dogs there's a lot of there's like a i don't know i know ryan you were just like semi recently in vegas is that right
0: yeah two weeks ago it was purely for business i did nothing but work
2: okay there are um there is in Epidemic of dogs. Really? Like in the casinos? Like, yes, Strays? people just walk around with them. No, no, no. Oh. Pet dogs. Um, and in fact, last summer, my wife and I go like four times a year.
1: Uh-huh. Which really? is, you know. And this was just like dog topia this time.
2: No, every time. Last summer, oh. in fact, uh, we saw a corgi take a massive corgi shit <laughs> in the hallway that connects bally's and the paris (laughs) and uh there's in in fact if you if it's a fancy fucking hallway uh yeah don't say fancy it's a hallway for sure Um, i mean i'm thinking paris
1: venetian i'm sorry
2: we don't uh we don't stay there but we were for some reason at bally's going towards the paris and if you've been on the valley side of that hallway there is a bathroom I came out of the bathroom and it smelled like a worse bathroom. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And my like, that dog just shit right there. <laughs> and sure enough, there, it was, and the owners, because of course they did, just walked away. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so terrible, right? Um, what happens on the Vegas Strip?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There? So uh, we stayed at the MGM Grand. We had a, a very, very affordable room. We got upgraded. Um, because we are multiple rungs up on the new MGM rewards plan uh, or card membership and uh super nice renovated room. The problem is that hotel is so fucking big. Everything is like a six mile trek to get anywhere else. Um, yeah. Even, I was getting, ask. even getting to the monorail, which is part of that property is a pain
1: in the dick. So um, well, if we're all ever there, I really would love if we stayed at the park.
2: Park MGM is my personal favorite.
1: Especially if we go to T-Mobile for some fights. Yeah,
2: no, that's it's the place. Aria is nice. Even Bellagio is a little far down for me. I've been lucky enough to stay at most of the MGM properties at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I won, but I, I didn't lose too, too bad. I do have a little bit of action on the two main event fights this weekend. Sweet. Oh, in we're in the form get to of a the... two-fight parlay that we will get to.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. We gotta, we got some picks. Yeah, we gotta make some picks because what is it, two seventy-seven? Shit. Uh, Can I just say? Yeah,
2: I want to shake up our structure a little today. Yeah, I have nothing to say about Blades Aspinall or Ortega Rodriguez. <laughs> Brian Ortega, unfortunately. Mm is you guys know who bill simmons is yes okay bill simmons if you don't know who bill simmons is bill simmons used to be a big time espn guy and then he got fired and branched out on his own and i believe sold his website the ringer and podcast network to spotify if i'm not mistaken um they do like uh in fact aaron you would probably love they do a podcast called binge mode their harry potter one is maybe one of the best podcasts that there has ever been
1: we talked about it
2: yeah um
1: oh the marvel one is fucking amazing the marvel one is great too incredible
2: star wars is good i think harry potter is the best and actually game of thrones is where they started it anyway harry potter is the best though harry potter is the best
1: the best binge mode harry potter podcast it's the only podcast that is as pretty neat as ours
2: that's true um so bill simmons has a theory about an actor named Ron Livingston. You guys know who Ron Livingston is?
1: Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, Hellboy, right? No, <laughs> no, I'm wrong. <laughs> Ron, Who's Ron Livingston, Hellboy. Yeah, who the fuck's Ron Livingston? I'm he's the main Ron- character in Office Space. That's so funny. I'm thinking Ron Perlman. <laughs> okay. Oh
2: yeah, okay, yeah. The guy yeah. who gets hypnotized. Yeah. He's the he's the main character in Office Space. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, he went to Yale, according to the internet search I just did. Bill Simmons has a theory that if Paul Rudd didn't exist, Ron Livingston would be a much bigger deal. (laughs) And I, basically the idea is that Paul Rudd got all the the roles that would have gone to Ron Livingston. And I kind of agree. Um, That's a deep cut Bill Simmons theory for a guy who has a lot of theories. Um, I Brian Ortega that. is kind of the Ron Livingston of the UFC. Like if a couple other guys didn't exist or you just simulate his career a hundred times, probably 75 of those hundred times, he defends the featherweight title six or seven times. This is unfortunately one of the 25 where he never actually wins it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to his shoulder. I, you know,
1: I'm I'm worried that it was just such a little thing that like something was pre-existing, and he's got damage that
0: is. Well, it's person. known that he's had two damaged shoulders, right? He's had surgery. Yeah, on he said as much. Yeah, he's had yeah. surgery on one shoulder twice already, and I think the one that he injured had one surgery on it previously.
2: And to his credit, he wasn't making excuses. Um, said he wants mm-hmm. to run it back with Jair. Whatever, neither of them can beat Volkanovsky, so it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not
1: gonna argue that. My take on that's
2: my take on Brian Ortega Livingston. Um, (laughs) Ron Livingston, Brian Ortega, you know, I I, that's about it for me on that whole card. I thought there were too many under no, 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 sorry, London last weekend. There were too many undercard fights or prelims,
1: yeah. Hey, man, we uh, we we did miss a couple of episodes but in all honesty we the last two main events back to back ended with that injury right um aspinall and mm-hmm. uh ortega and we were on the injured list too i had fucking covid i'm sorry yeah. to the audience um it was my fault don't blame anyone else i was sick like you can probably still hear it and um hey just like they were fact. good uh <laughs> uh but i also survived my midlife crisis and that's a mental health thing and props to patty pimblett for his uh, his uh uh speaking out about that it is less spoken about in english culture. in english culture in the uk uh mental health awareness uh, so i was very appreciative of his message and wow uh i mean i knew patty had some ground game in him uh i did not think he was going to handle Levitt the way he did. And I was really impressed by Levitt's uh grappling. I was very impressed by Patty's submission defense or submission offense, a uh, defensive offense that he used to get the win. And I I still we were talking about it off air. Uh the Patty Pimblett, we don't, he's still not anywhere in the top 20. Am, am, are we crazy? Nobody in the top 20 of the of the lightweight division. Um he seems to be really threatening. Uh either of you, if you want to.
2: My God. No,
1: I, I think, think so.
2: Jalen Turner might actually kill him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Jalen Turner is 14. So <laughs> yeah. I am not into the patty Pimblett thing i did not hear his call out i don't know anything about how british culture handles mental health awareness and i I didn't hear him say it so i'll I'll take your word for that that's cool yeah that's better than like a ridiculous call out or something yeah um it's that was an interesting fight jordan levitt had considerably more control times especially in the first round Mm -hmm. and then patty just got him i I, you know i don't Mm -hmm. know the whole get fat and then cut way down thing and i i don't i don't the the weird dancing and the hair I'm just not into it.
1: Cool. I'm going to throw an over under out at Ryan on Patty. The over under is three fights until Patty is a title shot if he wins, even though he never breaks the top ten.
0: Three more fights.
1: Three fights. He does not break the top ten and he gets a title shot.
2: So you'd have to. You're going to go two and a half or three and a half if you want an over under.
1: Two and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm going over. Okay. I There's so many killers at 155. It's, it's so not gonna, tough. It's if, not
1: going to be the Sugar Sean thing where he's no. now fighting Yon. Oh, which oh we have we're going to gonna get about. there. We're going to get yeah. there. I mean, that's... But,
0: uh, is patty you're, you're on not, that trajectory. You're not far off, but Sean O'Malley had a little bit more of a slow burn. He's had way more than three fights in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting some considerable matchups right whereas previously he was on record like why would i fight guys that are highly ranked until i get a bigger contract Mm -hmm. something changed obviously yeah because now he's got he fought the number nine guy which was a no contest and now he's getting the number one contender Mm -hmm. or number two contender because he's uh, tj's fighting for the belt so um, on a pay-per-view
1: that al joe's probably the only one getting points on by the way
0: because he's the only one defending
2: Wait, Sterling is also there's two bantamweight fights on that card.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, um, I like it when they do that, right? You got like the uh, yeah, person who's too. next up. I love yeah. that. We just recently saw that, actually, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the
2: middleweights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we saw the guy who's going to be a middleweight champion, Alex Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up, Sean Strickland. Uh... <laughs> he sure did. Yes, he <laughs> so, did. The Your over-under is interesting, and it's only made more interesting because of the Sean O'Malley thing, because uh, Dana White woke up and said, hey, what if we just listened to every podcast, just like the Pretty Neat podcast, and just did what they say? What if we actually had Nate Diaz fight Hamza Shemaev, and what if we actually did let Sean O'Malley fight? Yeah. yeah,
1: thanks Uncle Dana, like, for listening. They're listening, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, thank you. And come um, on
1: and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, we hit us up. I, hit the mailbag. Yeah, go yeah, we'll to ww.podcast.com and go to the mailbag.
2: Before we talk about those two, uh, I thought Jack Hermanson looked good. Um yeah.
1: did he look good or did, did Action was, Man look a little
2: bleh. He was intelligent the way that yeah. he fought, and then I think I mean he had a hundred of two hundred and fifty-one
0: total strikes, and Chris Curtis only threw hundred and twenty-five. So, right because Chris Curtis was just trying to chase him down, and he wasn't cutting off the cage, and then got upset about it because he was yeah. expecting it to be more engaged. So uh, yeah, yeah, In- I could see In- both sides.
1: Fight IQ win of of everything. The fight night IQ award of everything was was Ozdemir against Paul Craig. Because Craig just fucking dope. It was like Ryan, it was like watching Ryan Hall, mm-hmm. who I love to watch fight because of the Aminari role and like in going for the submission. And I like that. But Uzdemir wasn't fucking playing that game. He if ev- it ever got anywhere near that, that position, it was stand up. And man, Paul Craig was tired by the end of that shit.
2: Yeah, Paul Craig yeah. almost had him in a heel hook at one point as well, like oh, mm-hmm. multiple times.
1: Yeah, um, time ran on. out, if I remember. Yeah. And Ozdemir got up the second time, I think. Those
2: are super tough to land in a competition like yeah.
1: I still I can't get him. Ozdemir getting knocked the fuck out by Yuri out of my head, though. So as far as I'm concerned, he's still not a contender. Yeah,
2: Is Demir? Paul Craig a contender?
1: Uh, You know, Paul Craig, and uh, no, not anymore. Vulcan, still no. I want to see Jamal Hill now. I want to see what happens next with Mm -hmm. him because I mean, the the jury was kind of out on whether uh, on their whole thing on where they were in the rankings. And uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to what happens with him. Uh, He also makes me good money on my cards. (laughs) So (laughs) I love he also got
0: his elbow dislocated by Paul Craig, right? A few fights ago. So that's interesting. You know, obviously MMA math doesn't make sense.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That's kind of why I like MMA math though because it's nonsensical because it's (laughs) two plus two is not always four yeah yeah um (laughs) which of those two crazy fight announcements do you guys want to talk about first O'Malley or Diaz
0: let's talk about Diaz because I think the O'Malley one's more impactful right because Diaz gone regardless of what the outcome is and you Um, know you
1: know what I'm gonna go with a little structural change here as Dom said before this is not a picks thing this is not picks. This is kind of dome i I'm gonna I'm gonna say when we're getting hypothetical about these types of announcements, let's let's make this the dome.
2: Well, these the are dome, not hypothetical.
1: But yeah, this not hypothetical, but it's no picking yet. We're just chatting. It's months away. We're gonna talk about, I'm sure, a lot of different angles on it. So this is the dome. Dom dome special. Duh. Duh.
2: Um, this is not my hot take, but I, I heard it and I think it's right. I think Dana White was like, you know what? Fuck you, Nate Diaz. Deal
1: with <laughs> deal with this. I'm not gonna disagree with you.
2: I don't I I I don't see what Nate Diaz is gonna do. I think Jamaev is going to maul him. Uh Diaz I don't know if great... we get out of the
1: second round. Diaz is great off of his back. Yeah, okay. That's what I'll give him in this fight. Good sure. fucking luck, man.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I like. There's got to be an over under of if this fight gets stopped due to a cut, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Where is it? Do you know? Vegas. It is okay. If it's there, Vegas, there, there, ha- there
0: has to be an over under because he's going to take a few shots and he's just going to split wide open.
1: Uh, yeah. And
0: being Nate Diaz, yeah.
1: I'm really curious if that'll be a prop. And and by Doctor Stoppage. That'd be
2: fine. I I <laughs> we must there must be a line
1: on it. Um what's the is it sure dog? Uh no, uh, best fight odds. Best fight odds. All right. That one. I like that one myself. It's, it's gotta be
2: fairly slanted, right? Towards Chamayev
1: oh Yo, yeah, it's minus eleven hundred last time I fucking saw oh good Lord. minus nine hundred I saw uh so, I mean so it's the, probably gotten smaller lately because of the Leon way
2: Edwards that that works money. if you're not familiar with gambling if it's if you are minus eleven hundred you have to bet eleven hundred dollars to win one hundred nobody there's no reason to ever do that, but Drake will um. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get me started on the Drake thing. Um
1: Oh, I didn't tell you the best part about my day yesterday, but you okay.
2: met Drake? No, better. You <laughs> tried to steal his used condom to impregnate yourself, but he had
1: put hot sauce in it. No, I was five minus,
2: minus twelve fifty for Hamza right now is the oh is the DraftKings line. Of course it is. MGM has minus a thousand, Caesar's minus eleven 1, hundred.
1: Oh my god, that's Good insane. Lord. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this then. If Nate wins, how? I, I mean, does it does it go to UD? Does he knock him out in the fifth like Leon somehow? Or is there a sub from a triangle and a tired Kamzat, which we have seen against Gilbert?
2: None of those things are going to happen.
1: But Nate doesn't bring the fight like Gilbert does. And if you don't, Kamzat will tsunami you. You're fucked. You're fucked, Nate. Have fun. Thanks for uh,
2: playing. Yeah. Have fun, I guess, boxing Jake Paul, which is what most people think he's going to do next.
1: Now, if he wins somehow, what a great (laughs) fuck you to Dana from him.
2: (laughs) Well, talk about upsetting the apple cart, right? Because then then you can't give Shemaya a title shot anytime soon.
1: No, I don't think you could. Damn. What do you yeah. think about that Nate with Nate Diaz box, Jake Paul?
0: I really don't have any strong feelings about that.
2: I also don't have any strong feelings about it. I don't think Nate Diaz's fan base translates to the Jake Paul pay-per-view purchase, right? But, like there's so much work that goes into getting someone to click buy now with their remote or, or tap it on their screen or whatever. And I, the Nate Diaz fan base or or as the, the, Tweaker security guard at the gas station called him Nate Gamas. Um <laughs> okay. I, I don't I don't see that. The the Jake honestly, Jake
1: <laughs> <laughs> seeing your frustration. I love you, bud. <laughs> no, I'm not
2: frustrated. I just Jake Paul, did you guys see the video he did aimed at Connor mm-hmm. with the money and the pay-per-view sales and mm-hmm. and you know
1: you I know what's thought, coming. You know what's coming, right? I don't think they're ever going to fight. Oh no, you know what's coming. That Jake's gonna lose next Saturday. No. Mayweather McGregor two. And uh, co-headlined by Paul Diaz one. No. And you do a nine nine a 9999 no. pay per view and you you sell very close to what the UFC does.
2: There are
1: because that would get enough eyes. Uh,
2: no, there's I I guarantee you that card does not happen.
1: Stay, start paying them like that fucking golf association, like you were, we were talking about. (laughs) LIV. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that happening. I'm looking forward to the competition. And
2: the the Jake Paul thing is this I don't understand the pay per view buys that he claims to have. Or you look at his YouTube, or even let's take Jake Paul out of it. If you look at like Mr. Beast, who I'm pretty sure is the biggest YouTuber. Yeah. The amount of views that he gets I don't even really understand it because on some of them you're basically saying that literally 50% of the American population now I know it's not just in America but let's let's whittle it down 50% of the people in America watch those videos it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that from a how legitimate is it standpoint when I know for sure I could walk into Thanksgiving with my family and my wife's family, which is roughly 50 people. And there will be three of us who have heard of him. So it's, it's strange. And there's a, and the, the point is, okay, obviously he doesn't get the 55 to 70 white men and women demo, but there's a lot of those people, right. And uh, m- way more of them know who Floyd Mayweather is, for example. Yeah. So but- the, the Jake Paul thing to me is like that. They say they sell those pay-per-views. They say they do. And Jake Paul can say he has more money than Conor McGregor. But the problem is we know because of the way stock trading laws work exactly how much money Conor, money Conor McGregor
1: actually has. And there's no way Jake Paul has that amount of money. So it, it's it's just... They just make they monetize so many other things. And those it's numbers just a
2: little fishy to me.
1: Those numbers could be totally legit. More than half of Americans are under the age of 35.
2: Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, that's true. But then you're but then you're saying that essentially all of them watch Mr. Beast
1: videos. I would put Mr. Beast videos. They're all they're Oh, he doesn't curse in most of them, man. He has wide appeal in video games. Philanthropy. He started as a philanthropist. I watched a documentary about him. I mean, he literally started as his first video Mm -hmm. game sponsorship. People were like, Can we give you $5,000 to wear a shirt or whatever? And he was like, Give me 10 and I'll give it to a random stranger on the street and make a video. And because he liked seeing random strangers getting fucking lit up with excitement
2: no no no. i'm a mr beast it. fan i'm not hating on him yeah i love it i just but i see
1: what you're saying about the inflation that jake paul might be talking about though i
2: i like, just it's it's strange for me that because and it's not even mr beast is way youtube is way more accessible than a triller pay-per-view sugar How the sean fuck do you buy a triller pay-per-view
1: i guarantee you sugar sean is doing more on like the social media networking twitter instagram twitch youtube than jake paul is probably doing and sean will be like a legit jake paul in five years if he keeps the winning up
2: well i don't want to say jake paul's not legit because he's making something work but the even even twitch streaming is easier
1: and more getting
2: people to buy a thriller (laughs) pay-per-view it has to be yeah it is getting in yeah, and, and by easier i mean it's easier to get someone to click on it especially if you can figure out how to do like the search engine optimization and and sort of mess with the algorithm and then of course once you've clicked on it once which is going to re- uh recommend it to you multiple times obviously like there's all those things that's way easier than getting someone to spend a hundred dollars to watch you box fucking tyron woodley who again not exactly a household name. Um, Speaking of Jake Paul is fighting on, well, next Saturday. And yeah, I do think it's going to be a tough
1: fight for him. I'm curious. We're, we are curious.
2: Hashim, Hashim Rossman, Rachman Jr. Is not a, not a pushover and he's quite a bit bigger than Jake Paul is. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, separately, I think Sean O'Malley is going to beat
0: Piotr Young. You think that? I do. I... My initial thought on the matter, which I haven't given a lot of deep thought, so fair warning. I think that Peter Jan breaks him.
1: No. Really? Yeah. I, I don't have the, the stuff up on my screen. My my internet connection's not really having fun with me browsing the internet and zooming. Uh but did Jan fight Cruz for the did, is that how he won the belt? Did he win the
2: um...
1: Cause that's, I mean, I compare O'Malley's footwork to like a Cruz meets Stephen Thompson. You know, what you I'm saying you did not
2: fight Cruz at least before. No, uh, are you thinking of your I Faber?
1: Maybe no. I'm, I was specifically wondering if you fought Cruz because that's the test I would compare it to, and I guess that's why I didn't have a, a frame of reference really. And I, I, I could see Jan piecing him up, but. O'Malley's footwork man and, and that he's weird He's weird to fight I th- I think I've determined That the thing that was off putting to me about him Is that it was weird to me Even though I fell in love with Thompson Because of that head kick in his debut And he fights like that And, and Cruz is fucking weird But he's an expert And I, I I think Jan might have some Issue figuring that out I'm, I might really Pull for O'Malley and, and I might pick him even if he's a, even if he's an underdog, and I think he should be an underdog, right?
2: He, he if, should be. I don't know if he is, but he should. What would be.
1: you think, like plus two, plus two seventy?
2: He's Am a public I... name, so it's not going to be much more than that.
1: What do you think, Ryan? Because you said Jan, you said Jan might break him.
0: I mean, I like his pressure style. Um, O'Malley needs that. Obviously, he needs a willing dance partner partner to be as mm-hmm. effective as he can be. Yeah, we saw. So that I definitely in think it'll be. Action fight for yeah. sure. Or um, rather, didn't see it in his last we fight. We didn't see it. Yeah, we saw yeah. The, the, the we detriment. saw that <laughs> we saw that he needs it in his last fight. <laughs> yeah. But we've also seen that O'Malley, at least for now, hasn't done anything in terms of I want to get the fight to the ground, which I don't think is Peter Jan's strong suit. He's a kickboxer, he's a very effective kickboxer. I think he has more power. There will be a speed disadvantage, but Peter Jon has been, at least in the fights that I've watched, has shown a an ability to push through. Yeah. Right. What he did with Jose Aldo, where Jose Aldo was was working him, at least in the first two rounds. And then yeah. Peter Jan just kept coming at him and yeah. broke him down. And we haven't seen, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we have seen. Sean O'Malley do five rounds. He's done a couple three-round fights that have gone to a decision where he's just been putting yeah. it on the guys. Yeah, I think two, right? Um, but I don't think I don't think hmm. he's faced anybody of this caliber. I mean, no disrespect. Well, that's to, definitely that, that's, true. I he mean, that's not. definitely not true. Definitely true. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to uh, Pedro, Pedro Munoz, Munoz. Yeah. Um, yeah. who I think <laughs> He may, may have said, you know, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. uh, in that fight. <laughs> hey. It's a really huge step up in competition, and I, my initial reaction is like, he's not ready for that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him fight. Uh, I would love to see him fight Corey Sandhagen. I thought that would have been an amazing fight, but Peter Jan. Mm. I think Peter Jan beats him late round, late round stoppage.
1: Hmm. Really? Okay. Jan has some great leg kicks, but so does O'Malley. So you know, it's that is just that's just one of those really good that's a good fight. How
2: do you think O'Malley overcomes the height and length disadvantage?
0: You mean uh Peter Jan? Yes. Um, I think (sighs) he's just gonna continue to pressure. I think he'll initially go out with uh trying to hit more lower leg kicks, maybe to reduce some of that mobility. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know exactly what the reach disadvantage is going to be. And Sean O'Malley is just so versatile that I think he has more tools to maintain that distance. Um, And we may see something that's totally off script. We may see Peter Jan try to clinch with him and take him to the ground. Yeah.
1: And you know what? I would love to see O'Malley on the ground. Uh, he's he's touted for his jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I want to. I've he has one submission, I think, in the UFC, maybe two, um, uh, at, or at least on his record, if I recall correctly. And you know, Aljo showed how to beat Jan. You have to control the motherfucker, or he's gonna knock you out, and that's the only way you're gonna win, right? At least as far as I've seen, and. If uh I'm curious if if Sean wants to flex a little bit of grappling here. If he is concerned about that power, then maybe that's his method to to defuse it. Maybe, maybe we'll see Sean initiate some grappling and try and go for a sub. Uh, but uh but it's gonna be a fun fight, no matter what, that's for sure. I think the money is gonna be crazy on that fight. And Whenever that happens, I always feel uh, Sorry, the money, the bets on the props Yeah Um Will be crazy on that fight And whenever that happens, I feel like it's going to end up Something dumb, like a split decision mm. You know? Mm-hmm.
2: Sean O'Malley has not been to a decision in more than Four and a half years Um
1: mm-hmm. And it was when he fucked up his leg, right?
0: No, stoppage.
2: no No, no, no It was against that- uh The uh, South south okay um at ufc 222 in march of 2018 that was a three-round decision victory for him he has since then had only two fights reached the third round and then the muñoz fight is the only one that's even gone past the first round other than that so he we've not seen him in those deep waters uh we know what Jan does in deep waters that's an interesting version i don't know that Munoz or Munoz O'Malley's wrestling is what Aljamain Sterling's is. And that is how Sterling beat pure Um, mm-hmm. We don't know. I am very sure that Pedro Munoz, you can see it as soon as the eye poke comes in. And I do think it was kind of the second time that they had sort of warned O'Malley of it. Mm-hmm. He immediately was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And you could argue <laughs> he won the first round. I don't know if he won the definitely didn't lose the first round though. Uh, him being Munoz, but fighters know, right? He he knew as the fight was going on, like, hey, this is, I can only avoid him for so long before he, before he catches me, and I can't reach him. And I, I think Jan's going to have trouble with that.
1: I think that's totally possible.
2: We've also seen Piotr Jan sort of, if I may be so bold, lose his composure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's and not bold at all.
2: And we have not seen that happen with Sean O'Malley even a little bit. And I kind of do think Sean O'Malley is the type of guy who could annoy Piotr Jan into losing his composure and go ahead and charge right at Sean O'Malley with those fists and see how that goes for you. It's not going to work. So
1: yeah, this is a
2: super compelling fight.
0: I couldn't agree more. And ex- I do
2: wonder how the money changed to get, to get <laughs> O'Malley to take the fight.
0: Exactly. Right. He, he goes from, I'm not fighting anybody in the top 15 until I finish this contract to Hey, I'm fighting Pedro Munoz, yeah. and now I'm going to fight Peter Jan. Mm-hmm. Are they going to th- give him pay per view points? Like, hey, we'll give you pay per view points.
2: From what I understand, it's pretty much Connor and whoever the champion is that gets the points.
1: That's and right. Al and Aljo will be the only champ on that card, so he'll get the he'll get Sean's points, and that's why Sean said. In a on a podcast or something recently that he thought that Aljo owed him half of his pay-per-view points from this card. Since Sean measurably will be bringing in. I mean, we're talking in the tens of times of fans than Aljo will.
2: Yeah. But again, they're not fans who are going to pay for the pay-per-view. They're fans who watch him on Twitch who will find an alternate way to view the competition.
1: That's potentially true, but they are fans on Twitch who pay, to yeah, watch they, him play video pay, games. The, they Sean pay O'Malley, to watch him, not fight. the UFC. That is true,
2: and frankly, that whole economy is different yeah. than than the UFC's economy. And uh, yeah. I I do think that, but he, the other thing is like in the UFC and Dana had a quote a couple of years ago like the pay per view model is still a huge part of their business, is their bread and butter, et cetera. We all know the more eyes, the better. The more people looking at the Howlerhead logo or the Sweet Sweat logo or whatever, the better. So they're, they're not that upset about it.
1: Yeah. Do you think, uh, this is sort of a, a, a strange question, uh, if pay-per-view went to such a model where they like, okay, people just won't pay for the whole card if there's one good fight and five shitty ones, if they went to a model where you could literally view a fight, and pay a reduced pay-per-view premium to watch the one fight live would you pay it
2: no they won't do that and no i wouldn't um that would be like saying you could go to disneyland and pay to only ride pirates of the caribbean or pay a little more and only ride space mountain or pay a little more and only ride uh rise the resistance
1: what if that's all you want to fucking ride if it I, was a significant he, discount, would you pay twenty bucks if you could go to Disneyland, but you could only ride Pirates? But you could go to Disneyland, and you could still get food and merch, but you can only ride Pirates. But it was twenty dollars. I'd fucking go. I love Pirates. Okay, that was a <laughs> that was
2: a, no. That was a, and here's why: because we'd plan it out. So for me, that's twenty times three. Uh and, yeah, you got the kids. And. My wife and I would literally never be able to agree on which route we would choose. <laughs> and frankly, Disney knows, and I'm sure the UFC knows, they don't have to do it that way because they're still selling enough pay-per-views
1: mm-hmm. and
2: live gate tickets, et cetera, um, to make the juice worth the squeeze. I do think there is something to be said for a subscription model where you get all of it, where you maybe pay yeah, like and I, I really kind of thought the, the own model just good, you know. <laughs>
1: Even though you still pay-per-view on Zone, which was their whole model. But you didn't place. initially. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when, it, when it first launched here, you didn't. You just paid your 20 a month or whatever it was, and you got all the fights. And at one one stretch of time, I want to say late 2019, they had Anthony Joshua, Triple G, and Canelo lined up in like a six-week span. So it was, that's well worth your 20 bucks. It's just the rest of the time they have, nothing five
1: hundred dollars five hundred dollars a year fight pass and you have 12 pay-per-views with that so you'd save money 50 bucks a pay-per-view right and the rest of the library would you pay 500 for a year with all the ufc literally everything the ufc does
2: so you're you're taking the same model that the nfl and major league baseball and basketball and hockey do Mm-hmm. And selling the year subscription. The problem is they are nowhere near 500 bucks. NFL Sunday ticket, which is the biggest one, is like, I think, 170.
1: Does UFC become that luxury sport? No. Okay. I'm curious. I'm just throwing shit out there. I had fun in the dom- dome today. In the dome. Throwing around these uh, hypotheticals. and It's vendors. a
2: cloudier place today than usual
1: yeah well i want to brighten up some sunshine with it ufc 277 This. no night.
2: i just mean because we drove in from vegas this morning and oh
1: <laughs> it was literally cloudy
2: you know how, no, <laughs> no never, never mind <laughs> he's got some brain fog i just wasn't i was not at all tired or even hung over at all the whole three days we were there and then about yeah. three hours ago i was like oh well, i'm ready for bed
1: yeah I'm running on about four hours of sleep because the thing I forgot to tell you guys the other day is I was like ten feet away from Stephen Curry before he went to Georgia. So uh the other day. And I will potentially
2: I fucking hate Steph Curry. Don't tell me about him.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Uh I, where the- did you see him? Uh he was at the the off the office I was at. He's, oh really? Uh one of the Golden State Warriors companies is uh and was in the program I'm in. Okay and uh and i guess he comes there and invests in little things that he he finds that's cool but i don't know if it's specifically i i don't know how all that shit works it doesn't matter okay. uh, he he
2: can shoot the hell out of a basketball that's for sure
1: fucking hey uh let's shoot the hell out of some picks for ufc 277
2: and now it's time for the pretty neat podcast picks pick, pick. Your uh, your favorite fighter is fighting. Oh, yeah? Which one's that? Derek Lewis.
1: <laughs> Thought it was TJ Dillashaw.
2: No, he's your favorite American.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I would honestly... Well, okay. Never mind. Yeah, fuck yeah. I love the Black Beast. Hell yeah, Derek Lewis, man. I think uh, Sergey is a uh, is a is an interesting matchup. I- I'm curious how this is going to go, but I'm going to go Derek Lewis by knockout in the first round. That's me. At least, at least for this one, uh,
2: he is a plus one ten
1: underdog. Disagree. <laughs> Although I have a Sergey rookie card, so if he wins, make sure you uh you go to the eBay and uh, and buy it.
0: <laughs> the eBay.
1: Yeah, Derek. No. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Derek Lewis? And if I mean, if he gets the knockout, he extends his 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 record. That's cool. Obviously, they're not going to let him fight for a title unless he gets two more knockouts after this. But what do you think of the fight?
0: I just, I'm, I'm so like hesitant to have any type of real opinion on Derek Lewis other than I don't know what to expect because he seems like a bit of on the day of the fight. Is he going to be aggressive or is he going to be passive? Right. If he goes for something and he's unsuccessful, he seems to be very tentative.
1: You're Hall's big brother, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's I, very personable.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know what to say about Derek Lewis either. Um, I,
1: I mean, he doesn't like fighting in Houston because because it's home. But I wonder how he'll do in Dallas. Because he didn't fight you, in you, Austin.
2: You think the reason that he lost in Houston those two times was because it was in Houston, and not no. just because Ciragón is much, much, much better than him, and no, Taito Avassa so. is just the new version of him.
1: I didn't say that. I said he okay. doesn't like fighting in Houston.
2: Okay. <laughs> just
1: yeah, making he said, sure he said it, and and uh, you know, uh, but he's in Texas. Uh, fucking a, I hope he does really, really well. Um, and, you know, he'll get the USA chance because it's Texas. Good for him. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, the, the fun, there's no early prelim on this card that interests me that much. I, I'm going to jump out in there. There's maybe two on the prelims.
2: Did you know there's honestly, there's not a lot before the main card that interests me at all. Did you know that Blood Diamond's real name is like Ben or something? Oh, really? Yeah. On Embedded, on episode two, they show him. At least I'm pretty sure that was him. Um getting off of the, like, getting out at the getting out of the car at the fighter hotel and it's like, I'm pretty sure it said Ben Diamond MMA fighter. And I was like, oh, is his name actually Ben? Like, fucking, OB- oh, Mike Diamond. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, Mike is not Ben, but it's close enough. Um, yeah.
1: And, yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, he, he
2: makes an appearance in Embedded, which I have a take on if you guys have been watching
1: I haven't so okay, I'm, I'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna kinda binge it I think this time okay
2: um man, just some sleepers
1: on these mm-hmm. early
2: prelims and prelims aren't they?
1: yeah, I mean, I like uh Dante Mays drew dober's fun mm-hmm. and i i love I have a soft spot for Alex morono, another texas boy and and you know burger's fun too. And Morono beat the shit out of Cerrone, washed mm, Cerrone. Yes, he did. But he beat the shit out of Cerrone. And I actually think that this Mellesberger, um, name named championship <laughs> fight. It's um, up there, yeah. We've talked about him, but he impressed us in his, in his contests, if I remember. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I actually think that this being the main fight on the prelims, makes sense in terms of what i think will be in uh entertainment value on these okay. cards i do think morono and Semmelsberger want it enough and they're pretty fucking violent guys so and i mean they're both they both can get into a little bit of brawls and, and lose their cool and get hit and hit and and it's just going to be one of those great exchanges i think um although morono did throw a lot of grappling in against Cerrone in the last fight. Um, I just, I, I, um, I, I don't know that that's going to accelerate his career right now. He needs something good. He needs a good win to, to, if he wants to do anything past what he's doing now, okay. he's not going to be anything more than a prelim uh, main attraction. Unless he does something really big, that's probably the only thing on the prelims I'm looking forward to, at all. Eh. What about the main card? Let's look.
2: Anthony Smith, Magomed Ankaliyev.
0: Whoo!
1: Sad about Paulo Costa and Rockhold getting moved, but was
2: that supposed to be on this card?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ritchie. But Ankaliyev, Anthony Smith. Supposedly top contender spot for light heavyweight.
2: Yeah, Ankalaev is a heavy favorite. Is he the biggest favorite on the card? I think he is. Yep. Minus 550, which, again, I think is Caesars via ESPN. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Michael Morales is a 625 favorite against Adam Fugit. F-U-G-I-T-T.
0: (laughs) Fugit. Fugit? Forget it. His middle name should have been his remember name the is
1: name. Adam Fugget. <laughs> Adam, remember the name. <laughs> Fugget. Uh
2: he is making his UFC debut. He is eight and two. Uh, three wins by knockout, three submissions. Most recently saw him in February for LFA. It does not look like he had a professional fight for about three years before that.
1: Yeah. Hey. Okay good luck. Good luck, fuck it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And if you lose,
1: <laughs> fuck <it. it>. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I thank you the for whole, catching that pass. I hope you bring a whole your a whole bunch of family and all the fuggets are there with you. Yeah. Um, just
2: a crowd of fuggets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I want I want and I want you to win the fight, and then I want you to call out McNugget to fight McFugget. Anyway.
2: He's Fug it, thats a—that's a name, champion contender for sure, though.
1: Yeah, I want to see the Fugit Smells Burger.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Dude. Okay, so Magomed Anthony Smith fun. Anthony Smith got pretty handled by Glober. You gotta be real. So Magomed—he
2: literally probably- apologized to him as he was hitting him.
1: <laughs> Magomed could probably do the same. Magomed did get submitted by Paul Craig in a triangle. And that that has to be thrown in there. That Anthony Smith is fucking game, and yeah. I I won't hold anything against Lionheart, but I do think Magomed has this locked, and he should have it by finish. That's me.
0: How's he going to finish it on the ground? I think ground he'll finish it.
1: Uh, I think it'll be a um, what? Did, what did you say? Um, uh. Uh shit, hit him and choke him or like drop and choke or what what did what is it like knock and sub? You 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 get gave a great term that
0: club and sub
1: club and sub. That was club it. Club and
0: sub. Club like and...
1: Yeah, he's gonna get club <laughs> and sub. You know, he'll he'll tag Anthony, it'll rock him, he'll fall down to his knees and trying to get back up Magma to clinch his neck. That's what okay. I think. It probably second
0: round. I think uh yeah, I think uh overhand right. Followed to the ground arm triangle. Ooh. Hey, okay, another club and sub. Club and sub. You heard it here. The, did you coin
2: that
1: term? No. Okay. God, shit. I, I also like say we need
2: to get that shit on a shirt
1: right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like Tap Nap or Snap. And but that one was taken already. hmm Yeah. Uh
2: Alejandre Pantoja. Pantoja mm-hmm. and Alex Perez. Yeah. In kind of a flyweight title eliminator matchup. Mm-hmm. As with many flyweights outside of probably four of them, I, I don't know much
0: about either of these guys. So,
2: hey. well, Pantoja but, is a slight favorite.
1: Yeah. Do you have any uh, on these guys, Ryan?
0: I've seen Pantoja fight a couple of times. He's very uh, obviously flyweights are always exciting because they're so active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no like point of reference for alex perez so he's number six in the flyweight division (laughs) and uh i have no i have nothing nothing to say about him um yeah it looks like perez is going decision at least half of his wins uh whereas pantoja is pretty much spread across ko sub and decision pretty evenly uh average fight time so obviously alex perez has less fights in the ufc His average fight time is only 6.17. Alex Uh, Perez's
1: last fight was against D'Avison Figueiredo in 2020.
0: Hmm. So he he, hasn't fought in two years?
1: Yeah, and it was all all still with Alejandro Pantoja just canceled and postponed. So it's been two years for this fight. Jesus. Yeah, and he was submitted in the first round by D'Avison.
0: Yes, he was. It looks like he's more of a grappler. He tries to take down. That was a title fight, a nonetheless.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, right. And he's not on our radar. And like, I'm sure we've probably talked about him, but it was just one of those things where it's like fucking flyweight. Flyaways weren't interesting until Moreno was in the fucking picture, anyway.
2: That's so true.
1: Like Sagudo, fuck him. <laughs> <clears throat> Come out, fight Sugar Sean. I'd watch it. I think Sugar Sean would have would have some fun with that. I do. Maybe not win, but it'd be fun. Okay. Uh uh speaking of flyweights and Brandon Moreno, though, we got to yeah. talk about the co-main event. We have to make a pick on this motherfucker right here. For the flyweight strap, we have Kai Kara-France chiming in to the picture with Brandon Moreno for the interim belt while Davison uh fucks around in Brazil.
2: He's uh, <laughs> He has a thumb? What's what's his injury?
1: Uh he's not getting paid what he wants. That's no, I, I,
2: I thought he was hurt. Mm, I, think, uh,
0: I think I think it's
2: uh Wolkonovsky who has the thumb injury. Davison Figueroa has. Hey,
1: either either way, while you look that up, we're gonna have well, a new I don't know what way. he
2: has, so it doesn't matter.
1: We're gonna have a new interim flyweight champ. Mm-hmm. I like the momentum behind both of them. It's hard for me to pick. Super hard to pick. Yeah. Are you leaning anyway, Dom? Uh,
2: well, I made a pick on this fight, but I kind of, I kind of uh, <laughs> sidestepped out the door. So uh,
1: you got money on the line. What are your picks? We will, we will discuss.
0: No, I want to hear Ryan's first. Okay. Um. All right. So Kai Cara France knocked out Cody Garbrandt. Bad. All right. He yep. knocked him out bad. His last fight was pretty exciting as well. Obviously. Brandon Murray, right? Yeah. Yes, yep. Askarov. Who's and that tough was... as shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Tough as shit. Um, yeah, that was a great France from City Kickboxing. Hell yep. yeah, CKB. Yep. Maybe top three gyms in the in the world mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. for MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna go uh Assassin Baby on this one. Okay. I like his versatility. I think he has a clear advantage on the ground. And Kai Cara France is going to push the pace. <laughs> what
1: did you see? What Israel Adesanya and Dan Hooker called this card? What they call it? <laughs> <laughs> they they said it was the 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 like chicks and midgets card. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and they train with Kaikar France, but I think that's what he called it. He's like, "Yep, this is a Paper View Two Seventy Seven Chicks and Midgets."
0: <laughs> chicks and midgets. That hey
1: israel is on your solid fucking gold uh, sorry. A,
0: like, no fucks given yeah, yeah. i, I interrupted like, i don't care if you train my gym this is a, a card of chicks and midgets <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> headlined by the chicks and
0: that's not totally interrupted your dad. You no that's going, all good i i i want uh i want moreno to be successful i i'm yeah I love the fact that he's a nerd at heart and he embraces it. He's got his own pop figure, right? And that was like a very highlight for him in terms of his career. So yeah. I, I have some, some bias, uh, but I also think he's more well-rounded as well. So if it stays if it stays on the feet, I think he has more versatility. Kaikar France, prior to his last couple of fights, was not known for being a finisher, whereas that's really what brandon marino is all about he's mm-hmm. the assassin baby For me. and
2: brandon marino is tough as fuck so if you're gonna knock yeah. him out you gotta really you gotta really get him yeah uh my favorite brandon marino moment is on embedded a few times ago when he thought that israel adesanya also collected funko pops and was very excited to talk to him about it and style was like oh no no they just sent me the the one he was like oh so you don't collect them these? Moreno's got this fucking wall of them, which is great. He's got an
0: entire fucking room of them yeah,
2: um it's so dope. uh Kai Car front's on embedded episode two has a a quote he says something to the effect of like I understand we're close to Mexico, so obviously he's gonna have a huge fan base. He goes it's hard not to like him, he collects Legos and is a good family man, <laughs> but I have a job to do. <laughs>
1: and he's not the one called the assassin baby
2: uh he yeah. he collects legos and is a family man but i have a job to do.
0: i have a job to do
2: tremendous uh so the bet i made i'm not going to call it a cop-out okay. but uh mgm sportsbooks did not have any props on any fights they just had the lines okay. uh will they said that on Thursday or Friday, they usually post, but obviously I wasn't there because it's Wednesday and I'm here. Um, <laughs> William Hill, though, another sports book, did have a couple of props. And so on this particular fight, I took that it is going to end in under four and a half rounds. That Okay. Yeah, that's was, fair. What
1: was that? What was the line?
2: Plus on 145, if I'm not mistaken. Plus
1: 145 on it ending in under four and a half rounds so, i don't
2: think it goes the decision either way and so i'm just kind of betting that it's not going to end in the last 30 seconds but sometime before that no two minutes and 30 seconds sorry
1: i don't really think that's that bad man especially no. with what they've been doing not at plus 145 no and like ryan so, ryan was. doesn't saying, matter who wins uh like actually you were saying um you were you were talking about how he's finishing people now how Kai Kar- no ryan said that ryan said that Uh, how kai is evolving to a finisher that's what's happening to kamaru usman
2: well so here's the thing though. we might
1: be seeing a mini kamaru potentially
2: kai kara france yeah his nickname is don't blink but that is kind of weird because from may of 2017 in wlf He later fought in glory of heroes, New Zealand versus China, which I could have been there for that. He had just one submission or, or, or finish rather. That was a victory until the Bontarine fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the don't blink nickname is a little strange. Um, It doesn't matter in my bet who wins. It just has to end inside of four and a half rounds. Mm. I do think Moreno was going to win, though. I could see him finishing him uh, with a submission. Yeah, but
1: and I could see Kai f- finishing the fight with a knockout.
2: Good, I could see Moreno knocking him out too. I think Moreno yeah. has more pass to victory. I think on yeah. the ground he's much better.
1: That's a good prop though for a plus money for a plus money bet on that fight. That's not too specific, man. That I like that. I I, I, I liked
2: f- it. um now he did lose to brandon moreno in a decision at 245 usman covington won. we should point out okay um okay i parlayed that with my pick for the next fight which is of course juliana pena and amanda nunez and i now feel really good about it having seen a couple of embedded episodes i have not seen wednesdays but i did see monday and tuesdays do till okay you ready Yep, I'm ready. This is, this is Dom Dome round two.
1: <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I'm so excited.
2: I want to start by saying that it is not my desire to take away anything from Juliana Pena. Okay. She legitimately beat the greatest woman's fighter of all time, not named Kayla Harrison, uh, when no one expected her to when she was losing the first round, and then she came out and just punched the fuck out of her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, in person, she was much more Which was just a couple of weeks after that fight She was much more attractive than any of us thought she would be She also mm-hmm. gets points for that <laughs> Here's where I have some issues
1: Okay She
2: is now trying to Coin And you know, it's actually as a side note, it's funny I stopped watching <laughs> The Ultimate Fighter After we talked about it yeah, Um
1: I haven't watched it since it
2: was consistently on you know when you're in like the pit of a casino they have tvs usually showing sports the ultimate fighter episodes were consistently being shown on espn for three straight days in every casino i walked through which i thought was interesting um
1: hey phil your people up for the weekend yeah right i'm all for it yeah
2: juliana pena and her team are trying to work certain phrases into normal conversation. And it's annoying Mm. the fuck out of me.
1: I have always found that to be, you know, that's a hint of deception that they're just really hiding their game plan.
2: No, that's not what I mean. No, they're trying to, I should be more specific. They're trying to work branding into normal
1: conversation. Okay.
2: And it's annoying the shit out of me. The first one is and I think the shirts have a hashtag Pena power. <laughs> and <laughs> the back of the shirt says something to the effect of too strong, too fast, too sexy or something like that.
1: Mm. Okay. okay. Her coach,
2: who is a man, mm-hmm. which is relevant because you have to hear the rest of what I'm about to say, <laughs> made the comment that, and this is in episode one, I believe, that they were going to see whose ovaries were bigger. Because that's the thing. <laughs> <sighs>
1: okay. Now, here's
2: the thing. Ovaries don't make me uncomfortable. That statement doesn't make me uncomfortable. I really don't give a fuck. I don't know that much about the size of ovaries. The size of testicles, I don't think, has anything to do with testosterone production, but I understand sort of the the imagery of it, which is it what would they're drawing mobility.
1: From. It would mobility.
2: It would impact your mobility, that's for sure not in a, not in a positive way though. No. Um. So the, the pain power and the the ovaries thing. And then she said it, Um. I think in one of the first like fighter meetings that she did with, with DC and John Anik um, from her computer in Illinois uh, that annoys me. I nobody really thinks nobody expected her to be champion at this point in time. Mm -hmm. i don't even know oh i don't even know if she thought it the next thing we see her doing is getting a custom painting made of her sitting on the cage wearing the belt (laughs) from the first fight (laughs) which is a strange fight week decision for me yeah because that's still amanda nunez and she could still rearrange your jaw with one punch Mm -hmm. so
1: (sighs) yeah she's gotta be careful that she's not
2: um so, so that the next thing we see her doing is answering some fan mail. Well, reading fan mail aloud and then answering it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I, I I don't like it. I, I I don't particularly like it too much either. However, I'm a little bit bought in to this narrative. Okay, that that she won the ultimate fighter she won her did her, fight. did her
2: team oh no she won it as a fighter we don't know if she, she won it if as her, a fighter okay yeah,
1: yeah she won it as a fighter and she won her fight on ufc 200 when amanda won the belt they both won on the same night mm-hmm. and on that night she said i am the number one contender that is my belt i will beat you the first time we fight and then she Won a couple fights, then she lost to Valentina Shevchenko, as does everyone. Yep, and jermaine Jirandme, who -hmm. was a champion. So she's only lost to former champions, and
2: who were her other two
1: losses? Those are the only two. Then she then she had oh that was prior to the Ultimate Fighter, and she um and she left to have the kids. So now. Or her daughter. So there's this narrative that she challenged Amanda and was the rightful challenger immediately after Amanda won it. But the UFC rode the return of Ronda and Holly and made Amanda look like that. And then because of the setback that she had facing Shevchenko really fucked her for five years, even though Shevchenko then changed weight classes. And Pena is basically saying, I was supposed to be the champion for the last five years, doing these uh, branding things and marketing myself and being the UFC's new Ronda Rousey. And Amanda Nunes lucked into it by never fucking fighting me.
2: Wait, okay. So, and Amanda
1: ducked her at least once or twice. The issue
2: with that, though, is that. Amanda Nunez did not lose a fight between 2015 March
1: mm-hmm.
2: and December 11th, 2021.
1: Mm-hmm. She
2: also beat Jermaine Durandamy. She beat Shevchenko twice. She beat Cyborg. She beat Megan Anderson. She beat, uh, uh Raquel Pennington. she beat it's, Ronda Rousey. It's MMA so Mass? I understand th- the idea it's it's the the Nate Diaz argument. He has a similar sort of rhetoric about Connor that Connor He's took lost way more minutes, What was supposed to be his, right? But he says it right. He said Connor is riding the celebrity wave that I should have been riding. Yeah, that mindset to me doesn't get you very far.
1: What if it was your mindset in advance though? She wanted to. She could have been the next person instead of Amanda. A fight at UFC two hundred. It like well, really so here's could, the it's issue. It's Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom here. One of those two was the chosen. No, you're one. giving
2: you're giving Pena too much credit because Pena does not have a resume with the names on it that that Amanda Nunez does.
1: That I will a hundred percent fold to.
2: Although, granted, she beat Cazingano, and Nunez did lose to her. Um, yeah, MMA math. I understand how they're getting there. But again, it's the Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor thing. You aren't supposed to be Conor McGregor because you're not him. You're not as famous. You're frankly not as good of a fighter. Was Nate even a UFC champion ever?
1: No, just a tough winner. And he won the tough championship on the injury of the other fighter. Dislocated his shoulder. He didn't even beat him.
2: He's just popular, right? Juliana legitimately won that title. Now, the issue we have here is I think Amanda has trouble at bantamweight. So the only thing we see Amanda doing in Embedded is running on a treadmill and they take the little girl to the zoo. She doesn't say much. She doesn't, She I I think recently she had some comment like, Dana White's right, I need to get my shit together. Here's the thing though, she gets on that treadmill and she looks skinny like unhealthy skinny to me. Whereas I think peña is a more natural uh 135. I think Definitely. Nunez is more comfortable at 45. Um so so that element of it is a little interesting to me. Um we're gonna find out a lot about Amanda Nunez though, because on paper she should win.
1: Yeah. I, I think I think you're right on that. Is Amanda's a favorite, right?
2: Yeah, minus 270, so not not a huge favorite. Um, I did parlay my moreno Car France under four and a half rounds with Amanda to win, not by any specific method. Um so and that ended up being like plus plus three twenty five, I think. Plus two twenty five, maybe.
0: Hmm.
2: I do think Amanda gets it done. I think she either knocks her out early or it's kind of a five round decision where she beats her, but Pena has a sort of claim that, Hey, you just ran for me and, and we didn't actually fight. And then they run it back a third time or Amanda boxes,
1: Jake Paul. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. uh, That's, that's fun.
0: I don't know. I think if Amanda's going to win, she's going to do it inside the distance. I, I to your point, right? On a treadmill, looking skinny, doesn't look like a natural weight class. Like she's straining herself to make the weight. If it goes long, it's more favorable for for Juliana.
2: That's that's fair. So I think she's, I
0: think she's gonna come out and blitz.
2: She made a comment. She said, "I'm gonna go in and check my weight, and then see what I can eat." Fuck. And this was like Sunday or Monday before the fight, and the weight cut is harder for women. This one we know is already hard for her, but that is to me telling. And so you almost kind of give the size advantage to pain. I don't know what they're allowed to like rehydrate to, but again, just physiologically, it doesn't work the same way for her as it will for someone like Brandon Marino or whoever. Right. Um, it, it's just, that's my concern with Amanda is the size, the, the weight class issue. And Mm -hmm. I, part of me thinks if she knocks her out early, we, we maybe never see Amanda get in a UFC cage again. Oh, she rides off. I I could it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but she made that comment. And I'm telling you when you, and you'll know it, when you see it, she gets on that treadmill and she is, she looks strong. She doesn't look like uh emaciated, like TJ Dillashaw did, but she's skinny. And, and
0: yeah
2: (laughs) you know what is she 34 now
0: how old is amanda yeah
2: she's 34 um she's got the accolades you figure she's earned a comfortable amount of money she's obviously super into being a mom like all that stuff is great like you just wonder how many times is she gonna keep doing this
1: (laughs) yeah i this is a non-sexist question and i hope it's not interpreted that way is there? Because uh, I mean, obviously, if you're uh, handicapping fights like these, are they tracking menstrual cycles? And is there any data on on effect on the fight? I, I'm just curious. I, I'm really it's a data like analytics thing for
0: water retention or cutting weights. I know that's a that's definitely a oh yeah,
2: someone factor. tracks it. It's not public, but someone's tracking it for sure. The,
0: that's
1: exactly what I'm thinking because I mean I know from having women in my life that even uh, menstrual cycles can cause like 20 pound weight fluctuations. Mm -hmm. And you just can't do shit about it. You just can't. So I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I know that there's been at least one way in, in which that was blamed as the culprit, but I'm, I'm really wondering, um, I'm impressed by the fact that we haven't seen it more in a women's MMA uh so i mean aim, props to them on that fucking discipline for having to deal with that extra layer of your weight cut but um i'm i'm curious on the data uh i'm wondering if there is a measurable difference in success rate just like how you know if you if a male fighter if a fighter misses weight and they're over 70 percent of the time they win because they didn't have to cut those extra pounds it's like measurable data that if you don't have to cut those pounds, you're more likely to win. I don't know if I would think that's the same in women's.
2: I would wonder if at Amanda Nunez's level and like women's title fight level, Shevchenko, if they specifically schedule their fights
1: that way yeah. purposely. And they can't take um, uh, uh, hormonal reducers to reduce their um, not fucking testosterone. God damn it. the shit. Estrogen estrogen thank you they can't take estrogen blockers because i would test come up in their usada shit too right i don't know which i would considerably reduce their weight cussing cutting issues i would presume or birth control like i'm just really curious about how that certainly a question
2: me. someone way smarter than us could answer but
1: let's get jeff on the call uh you know what fuck it let's get rachel on the call let's get roxanne back on uh, we <laughs> fucking love you guys this is genuine questions from uh From an analytics purpose i'm really really curious about about the effects on the body um and you know i don't think that that that's actually looked at really in terms of mma just discussion that uh that that bodily function would have such a a, uh in my opinion a massive effect on the performance in a fight and it's never really talked about it adds a different layer of complexity to me for for the that side of the species
2: Who do you think is going to win?
1: The later it goes, the more it's Pena's. If Amanda catches her, Julian is done within the first round and a half. But Amanda gasses. That's she fucking gasses. That is becoming more clear. Where would you
2: say the last time we saw that?
1: Their last fight. Uh, Before Before that, sorry. Uh, well, she didn't go along with Amanda New with a uh, uh, cyborg. Obviously, didn't Holl- have to. Holly Holm, she had that kick, but it was fairly early, first round. Um, I mean she she doesn't go out of the first round. She she ends fights. She
2: has been out. She has been in the fifth round one, two, three, four times in her last six
1: wins, and she I went- think. That's she, bad for her against Pena.
2: She went the decision with Shevchenko. She went to the fifth round with Pennington. First with Cyborg and Holly Holm. Fifth round with Durandome Fifth round with Felicia Spencer. Uh, it was very quick with Megan Anderson. And then she lost to Juliana.
1: And she shouldn't have been spending five rounds with Felicia Spencer. So she has off days. That mm-hmm. and of course. Her I, knew, I
2: remember her looking kind of off
1: yeah. that day. I, I just think I, I feel like. I feel like she's going to go to her old tools and she's going to throw everything she has in the first five minutes. And I think that that's why I love that fight though, but it's also why
2: it's
1: not, it's also why I'm not going to buy the pay-per-view. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to pay 75 bucks for that five. I would, I mean, the Kaikara France and Moreno is titillating, but like, uh, I would, I would rather spend the $65 on gas to drive three hours to Dallas in the hopes of meeting somebody in person than I would pay for this pay-per-view. Hmm. That's me.
2: It's not a super enticing pay-per-view. I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. What do you, what do you think, though, of... Um, uh, hypothetically, uh, Pena retains. hmm amanda do we have 145 division and we just boot the shit out of that up and and she moves up and we maybe get a kayla in the future type thing and juliana pena is the new queen of 135 for uh however long is that the thing I maybe don't even... that's
0: go ahead yeah on 145 i i don't think there's really a division She's there, is. there isn't
2: She's she the is the champ, but there's literally nobody listed in it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe that changes after this if Julie uh, defends. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I, either way, I, I kind of like both of them as champs, though. I like I like both of them as people for the most I don't part. like the pain of
2: power whose ovaries are bigger thing.
1: <laughs> I've heard Amanda's a diva, though. Everybody says that she's all my team does that
2: i would have no trouble believing that but she doesn't walk around plugging team nunez she just wears the celsius energy drink clothes
1: yeah fair which is also
2: being plugged on the sidebar of espn
1: does she own part of that
2: Uh, it looks like she's just a sponsor have you ever had that it's actually pretty good
1: no i haven't i prefer liquid death
2: it's very popular in my offices at work. It's not water, it's a it's a energy drink.
1: Oh no, um, I, I tried the Gatorade with protein. That was interesting. Yeah.
2: Was it thick?
1: You know what? I kind of expected it to be. No, not really. Okay. I used my my battery-powered drink mixer to stir it up a little extra.
2: I really want to get a drink mate. What's that? It's like a soda stream, but better. Mm. Mm. Okay. Ryan, do you have a pick for Peña Nunez?
0: Uh I got Nunez. I think it's gonna be early stoppage. Mm-hmm. I, then, I too. I too am a little put off by uh just some of the things that Juliana says.
2: Yeah. What do you what does she do next? Maybe she fights Nunez or Pena? No, Pena. I think if Nunez wins, I think she walks. I think that's it.
0: I honestly, yeah, considering the the featherweight division has nobody and she's beaten just about everybody. She could retire as a double champ and be like, I'm the best female fighter alive. Yeah. Um, or in the UFC. Um Pena then fights for the vacant belt. Mm-hmm. And she fights. She fights Irene Aldana. Okay. Okay. And I think no. Irene Aldana pieces her up.
2: No Caitlin Vieta?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Good call. Because what Ketlin, um, who did she beat? She choked somebody out. Uh, well, she's that, just, she's the number two.
1: Was that Viviana Ruhau or, or did my, uh, my no name? Holly Holm uh, Holly Holm.
0: Yeah, that's right. She, so she outworked uh, Holly Holm who Holly Holm's fucking 40 and still fighting. Yeah. Um, Holly Holm's a beast. She is a beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like, uh, Juliana and Ketlin for the vacant title. I okay. like Irina Aldana. I just think she has a lot to a lot of stand-up, which makes for more exciting fights.
2: Yeah, I like Irene Aldana too. It, it's almost more interesting without Amanda Nunez at this point in a weird way. Like I want to see her win. Yeah. I want to see her walk off, get your title back. You can say, Hey, everyone has enough nights. She got me on mine, and then I stopped her inside of two minutes.
0: Um Yeah. Like or you that. know what? I mean Shevchenko could come up and fight for the 135 belt and Shevchenko Pena would be fun. That would be fun. I would hey, would I would, great I would rematch. favor Shevchenko. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would favor in the rematch as well.
2: Is Shevchenko who is the best women's fighter of all time?
1: All time?
0: Mhm. Amanda. Okay.
1: I think I think with a win in this rematch I would I would I would say Amanda. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. want to see more from Kayla. Kayla is clearly the prospect of taking that away. She's the Khabib of women. You know? Uh so I'm curious. She I think she'll take it. And if she never goes to the UFC, like if she rides PFL and maybe hits one uh in an American audience attention grab, you know, as they move into the US, uh, you know, maybe she had good conversations with Demetrius Johnson and shit like that. You never so I'm curious. I think she will be.
2: Kayla's getting that sweet PFL money. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: hey, what are you gonna do?
2: I, I I don't blame her, not in the slightest. I think Shevchenko is really, really making an interesting case for herself. But if Amanda can beat Pena, then mm-hmm. I think it's pretty well done and cemented. And it may very well be if it isn't if she doesn't beat her because it's not at Amanda's natural weight class is the problem. If Juliana beater at featherweight, then we've got a completely different discussion, but I just don't see it.
1: A uh echo question right back to you. Um, if Camaro wins and breaks Anderson Silva's record of the most consecutive wins in UFC history, is he the greatest male fighter of all time? The answer is no. Still no.
2: This is this is done and dusted. It's over. You can try this all you want.
1: How many times does he have to defend it? He
2: is unassailable. John Jones is unassailable. It is what it is.
1: <laughs> I want tomorrow to see may very
2: well be, tomorrow may very well be number two.
1: If anything happens with Stipe, I want to see Jones fight Blades. I want to see their wrestling against each other.
2: Come
1: on, I do. I think this that's what so they fun. should. This be is too. so
2: fucking crazy. I, I, I you, you, just, <laughs> you just you just you always get me to bite on it, and I you know.
1: Hey, there's only one the best JJ in the UFC is Joanna. Not John Jones. Okay. Joanna I'm not, 2024.
2: I'm not going with that <laughs> one. Hey. Don't fuck with Paul in 2024. <laughs> hey, you know
1: why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. Is that is 100%
2: true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it You know what? <laughs> violence really does bring people